Now, welcome into Navigating Chains with Shane and Mike. Across from me, Shane Bishop. My name is Mike Wooten. We're happy to have you join us. In this episode, Shane and I are going to talk about game-changing choices that you can make in your life. That's coming up in just a moment. But first, we want you to know we have something very exciting, audience. This episode is actually sponsored, that's right, by Joe and Jen Doherty. We want to thank Joe and Jen for sponsoring this episode today. Shane, this is exciting news. We have a sponsor. Yes, are you asking for a comment from Shane Bishop? Because that's how my name is now. And when you introduce me on the show, now when people just call me Shane, I'm thinking... They're not putting the amount of effort into this. Shane Bishop sitting yeah. next to me, though we're yeah. never actually sitting next to each other. We're normally across from each other, yeah. aren't we, Mark? Yeah, did you say Mark? Well, exactly. You know, not <laughs> Shane. So, yeah. yes, Mike, uh, yeah. we are sitting across from each other. Yeah, but Jen and Joe are yeah. wonderful people. Yeah. They are two of our leaders at our Going Deeper Wednesday service, and they sponsored this show. What do you think about that? I think that's really awesome. I happened to see Joe in the parking lot the morning that they sponsored, and he came up to me, and he said, hey, I uh, just want you to know me and my wife just sponsored one of your guys' episodes. And Isn't that cool? That was incredible. So how awesome. does this happen, Mike? I mean, when somebody sponsors yeah. an episode, I'm going to guess they give $100 to, to sponsor yep. the episode, and then you take the money and you make a run for it. I think with $100, you got to New Baden. Is that correct? You made it all the way to New Baden uh, yeah, before they caught up That's with you. That's exactly right. No, when, when people give, they give to the Christ uh, Church mission. So whenever they give money, that's where it goes. But it is kind of offsetting the cost for our podcast. So, so you running I'm off not, to New Baden didn't no, happen. That's just I, a rumor. No, no. That is a bad rumor. It seemed to start here. <laughs> Right here on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, you know. Hey, Jen and Joe, thank you. We really appreciate that, and uh, hopefully we'll have a great show today. Yeah, we hope so. If anyone else would like to sponsor the show, you can, of course, contact me. Well, Shane, let's get into our content today. Shane, you and I are both sports fans. People know that. And one of the aspects I love about sports is when there is a make-or-break moment in the game. You see kind of that in that moment the player's fortitude, the mental toughness and belief in themselves. And it's in those moments, there's always a player, of course, who makes a shot or gets the rebound, makes the tackle, or catches uh, the ball that swings the momentum to their side. And it's a game-changing type of play. And in life, there are choices that we can make every day that will swing the momentum our way, or in other words, that can change the direction of our life. So we're going to get into this with our audience today about game changes, changing choices. You know, Mike, one of the things I, I, I love about sports is just the pure honesty of it. You're up there, and you either get it done yeah. or you don't. Yeah. And it doesn't matter why or how or what. You either get it done or you don't. You know, life's kind of that way, right? Sure. You either get it done or you don't. You can spend your whole life whining about the referees, griping yeah. about the umpires, talking about everything's against you, nobody's for you, or you can just go out there and get it done. That's right, and that's what we're going to talk about today. And it starts with today, with the choices that we make today. It doesn't matter kind of what inning of life you are in, if you will. You can start to make choices that change the momentum for you. Did you just make that up, inning of life? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never, I've never heard. I've heard like the fourth quarter yeah. of life inning of what inning are you in, Mike? Uh, out of nine innings, I'm probably what do you say? I'm in the 
third and a half. You're maybe. in the third and a half inning. Yeah, I'm in the bottom of the third. All right, was, all that, right. I almost had you until I said third and a half. Third inning. and a half. Yeah, <laughs> you're in the bottom of the third. Yeah, the bottom <laughs> of the third. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna tell people my inning, but I'm gonna say this: I don't feel I need a closer yet. You don't. No. Don't need a closer I'm, yet. I'm pretty certain you got 20 years ahead of you, so I put you in about the sixth. I like so, it. So, so I'll take like it. That. Well, Shane, let's get into these choices that we make that can swing the momentum our way. One is simply, Shane, just we need to choose to be happy. People talk to me all the time about this. And I, I will be out in the morning, I'll go get a Diet Coke, or I will have to get gas, or I'll run into somebody at breakfast, and they'll always say, have a good day. And I always tell them, that is the plan. Because I wake up in the morning planning to have a good day. Doesn't always work out. But let me tell you something, if you plan to have a good day, you put yourself in a great position to do just that. So if you determine when you wake up, you're going to be happy today. This is going to be a great day. I love what the Bible says. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. So can I paraphrase that, Mike? Absolutely. The Lord gave us this day, so don't squirt weak sauce over everyone you see. Boom. Love that. Hey, I think in America, we have, there's a cool thing that we have of this happiness idea that's kind of in our culture. It probably comes from the Declaration of Independence that, you know, among uh, kind of these pursuits are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But I also think this happiness idea gets distorted in people's mind. Uh, what do you think, Shane, just in general, is happiness for a person? How would you describe happiness uh, when someone was asking you? And I think for me, it's really a state of satisfaction. Uh, with one's uh, place in the world, with maybe your family and friends and neighbors, with their job, uh, and the idea that a person is pretty much doing the best they can with the opportunity given with them. I don't know if you could really be much more happy than that. And of course, for me, from a Christian point of view, uh, living for God is what kind of informs, those values inform those areas of my life, and I think I find happiness that way. Yeah, I think of happiness as just a general state of well-being. A general state of well-being. And let me tell you this. If you're the general, your well-being is going to be better than if you're the private. It's a general state of well-being. And what I love about that is that's something we can take command over. Mm. You don't have to wait for someone to make you a general Mm. in terms of happiness. You can just name that. You can step into it. You get to name your own rank on the happiness army. And there's a lot of uh, stresses with being a general anyways. I don't know how much happiness there can be in all that if you're really just pursuing that uh, with the idea of happiness. All right, here's the next game-changing choice that we have. It's to choose not to be offended. Woo! I think we could really use that one right now. Shane, it seems like it's easy for people to get offended nowadays. How do we choose not to be offended? One of the things I do is I've decided I'm going to make people work really hard to offend me. I mean, they're going to have to go out of their way. So as long as it's kind of an accident or a clumsy kind of thing, that doesn't count. I'm just going to let that go. Sometimes you just got to let stupid float right down the river. But with being offended, unless somebody's just going out of their way to trying to offend me personally, uh, I'm just going to let that go. I mean, why should I have a bad day because someone else is an insensitive idiot? I mean, that's kind of how I think about it. So don't let other people's problem become your problem. Just because somebody says something ludicrous, why should that get to ruin your day? 
I, I just don't get that. So for me, I'm going to choose not to be offended. That also rolls back into happiness. Happy people choose not to be offended. Unhappy people, they're getting offended by the minute. Absolutely. You know, uh, sometimes I think people need to differentiate between someone who's actually being offensive or someone who just gets on their nerves. Yeah. Just because someone gets on your nerves doesn't mean they're offending you. You may just not, you know, get along with them, have different personality types, or just someone we disagree with. I mean, no, Shane, I know you have a lot of relationships with people that you may not see eye to eye with, but I always see you handle with respect. Mm -hmm. I never see you come out of those uh, offended in any ways, but I do think it's we have to kind of differentiate between someone who's actually being offensive to us and who's not. You know, I recently uh, did a strength finder. It used to be called strength finder study. And now Is this where they look at you and try to find a single strength, Mike? Just one. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're just saying, surely this dude has one strength somewhere. We That's don't right. see it. It went for we, months. It's latent. <laughs> <laughs> it went for months, and they just opened the door and left. You know what I mean? Like, you can just leave now. No, I was supposed to find a few strengths that you have, and then the blind spot with those strengths, because with every great strength, there's usually some type of... A blind spot. And they said one personality blind spot I had is that I will have trouble with know-it-all people. Mm. And when I read that, I realized that's true. And people like over the last 20 years were popping up in my head yeah. all the way back from working at a restaurant. I was like, yeah, I, that person got on my nerves. But you know what? They made me really mad at times, but they never offended me. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I think we just, to the point, we need to realize that we got to choose not to be offended and differentiated at times. Next, here's what we can do to have a game-changing moment. Don't do dumb crap. Shane, this is one of the quotes I've often heard you say. How much of game-changing decisions would it be for us if we chose to not do dumb crap? Well, for me, it's a discipline. It's before you act, follow that action to a logical extreme. It takes a little more time. I mean, it really does. But think things through. So before you post a certain thing, follow it through. How is that going to be received? Before you make a decision, follow it through. How is that going to play? Yeah. I have talked to so many people over the years, Mike, and, and I'm going to use a pretty extreme example. But let's just say somebody in a marriage relationship was having an affair. I have said to so many people, tell me any possible scenario where this turns out good. I mean, how does this not turn out with broken hearts, with you hurting people who deserve a whole lot better? Yes. How is there any way this turns out good? And I think that if you ask yourself, could anything good possibly come from what I'm about to do? If the answer is no or probably not, then you just don't do it. I love it. The domino effect of our decision making. Here's what it reminded me of. So I started thinking through my head, why don't people then... After they start to play that out, why don't why do they still do dumb crap? And I think one of the reasons is why they have a low value of themselves or they have a low value of others. Shane, one of the, my dream cars that you know about I want to get is a 1974 black Stingray Corvette with T-tops, okay? This is it, man. This is what you dream about this, at night. <laughs> man, why do you have to make it so sad? Just all like right, that. All right, I like it. Like yeah, right. This is what you're dreaming about, man. If life no, goes your way, you could end up with I, one of these bad boys. No, no, I have other dreams. But this is... <laughs> <laughs> like, that was sad. 
bad is this? No, but if I get a play car, yes. okay, this is going to be my one play car in right. life, all right? I've wanted it since I was 16, mm-hmm. uh, and, I, and hopefully I'll, I'll get it one of these days. But I'll tell you what, because I have this idea of this car, and I know what it will take to get it if we get a play car, et cetera, et cetera, I can tell you what I'm not going to do. I am not going to drive that car on an old, dusty, gravelly road. I'm not going to drive over potholes. I'm not going to drive it outside during the winter. I'm going to drive it outside the two days a year in the Midwest that are beautiful, you know, and then I'll just keep it in the garage. <laughs> but the idea is exactly what you're thinking, right? That I'll do with it. But, my, but the, the point is, is that I'm going to take care of it because I value it. And I do think some people uh, treat themselves, uh, you know, like trash or they treat others like trash. And we have to have a value for ourselves and others. And I think to your point of this domino effect that happens, it will stop, start to uh, stop after that. Well, I think what I really liked about that, it was an illustration about a car that you don't have. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've never heard such a thing. It's an illustration about a car that you don't own. But how you're going to drive this or not drive it becomes <laughs> the basis of, of this entire illustration. Mike, I got to tell you, man, I feel like, I mean, I don't know, I don't know if you're getting additional schooling on this, on, on this whole hosting podcast thing, but that's killer, man. I've never seen that done before. You nailed it. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, this car isn't like a Lamborghini. It's you know? not. It's not. It's not. That's what makes it even worse. If I was going to give you a piece of advice around that, no, though, I'd dream please. about something else, like a really functional pocket knife, because you can afford that, man. That's something you can make happen sooner as opposed to later. So, you know, if you get the pocket knife, then I think your illustration could be, you know, I got this pocket knife. I don't carry it in the rain. I keep it well oiled. <laughs> I don't let, you know, the girls play with it and, yeah. and get it dull against stones, that that kind of thing. So I feel like, so far I feel like this is our greatest show ever, Mike. Oh, man. Jen, Joe, aren't you <laughs> glad that you invested your resources in sponsoring this particular show? Oh, okay. I love it how I just kind of went off into my own world with it. I saw your eyes glaze over for well, a second. Well, yeah, you know, but I'm back now. You're back. I'm glad. All right, let's get into our final game-changing decision for today and uh, changing the tone a little bit because it's a tough one. We have to choose to forgive. Shane, forgiving may be just a crucial game-changing decision, um, but is it just letting people off the hook for what they've done to us? You know, Mike, one of my dreams is to have a Mickey Mantle rookie card. And I want you to imagine that I have that card and then someone stole it. They stole my imaginary card that I had, and, and then, and then, and then we found out who it was. I mean, what am I going to do? You know, what am I going to do about that? Am I going to hold it against them the rest of my life, or am I going to be really careful with the card once I, I get it back? It's a lot like your Mustang in, in so <laughs> many, <laughs> so many ways. Okay, I got to get back on the tracks here, don't I? All right, we're going to get the train back on the tracks. Yeah, forgiving, <laughs> forgiving does not let the people who hurt us off the hook. Okay. It frees us from bitterness and hate. For me, forgiving someone gets them out of your head. You guys ever have somebody hurt you? And they just hurt you again and again and again because they have taken up residence in your head. They've gotten into your subconscious. You get, you get kind of obsessed with them. You ruminate on this all of the time. And they're just flat hurting you over and over again. I want to suggest to you that forgiveness breaks their control over you. 
When I forgive you, you are now out of my head. I am not spending capital energy on you anymore. So forgiveness has a theological implication. Jesus said, if we don't forgive, we won't be forgiven. Well, that's somewhat problematic. I always wonder, Mike, who would actually pray the Lord's Prayer if they really thought about it. Forgive us our trespasses as we, to the extent we, forgive those who have trespassed against us. So, Mike, let's imagine that someone steals your imaginary car. I mean, that could be a pretty hurtful thing to have it robbed from your imagination. And so, for me, forgiveness really does break the control that those who have hurt us have over our lives. And part of the reason it's, it's fun to laugh about forgiveness is because it's such a heavy topic. I mean, it will oh, yeah. destroy you, man. It'll consume your soul if you let it sit there. Absolutely. And on that heavy side, you know, sometimes we just need to forgive ourselves. We can't move on. Uh, we got to forgive ourselves even before we forgive other people. Um, you know, one of the, I think you touched on this earlier in some way, but one of the steps I think people need to think about with forgiveness is there's everyday forgiveness between people. It could be in our families. It could be in our friend group. It could be at work. It could be where we volunteer. I think it's back to those offenses, right? It gets to the It's easy if it's just somebody's just offending you kind of accidentally. Those are easier to forgive. When somebody intentionally hurts you, that gets a little tougher, doesn't it, Mike? It's, it's much tougher when people are intentional. And, uh, you know, to what degree do you, how, how can you forgive if they keep coming into your circle, I think is one of the questions that people have to think through. You know, with forgiveness, there are actually health benefits, too, uh, that I was looking up. And I know you love it when I do stuff like this. I actually looked up something. Really? Yeah. We're that kind of show now. I thought this was more of an opinion show. Now I feel pressure. No, it's more of a dream type of show. I like that. The American Psychological Association says, you know, uh, that one of the things with our everyday health uh, is is just forgiving one another. Say it's a big stressor in interpersonal relationships and, and kind of getting rid of undue burdens that happen. So anyways, I tried to set up that point as well as I could, Shane. But you know what I mean? When you when you uh, went into my uh, to my dream, I had to think a little bit more about my uh, my uh, Corvette, not Mustang, by the way. But hey, do you have any closing thoughts as we kind of end our show today? First of all, whoever wrote this um, this uh, original blog must be really, really good, Mike. I, I feel like they just <laughs> nailed it. You know, one of the things that strikes me, first of all, about forgiveness, you know, if people have trespassed against you, forgive them. What do we do, though, when we've trespassed against them? You know, one of the things I think we have to do is ask God to forgive us. We then need to ask the people we've hurt to forgive us. We need to make restitution if we can. Yeah. You know, sometimes people won't accept our apology. They won't accept uh, us asking for forgiveness. They won't forgive us. Uh, sometimes there's no restitution that can be made. But then comes that final step. You just got to move on with your life. You just have to do everything you can, and then you just move on. The other thought I had, and, and particularly as you were wrapping this up, Mike, is how much that happiness... Choosing not to be offended, making good decisions, and choosing to forgive are all connected to each other. I'm just going to say that when you start connecting those dots, you start to become a truly better adjusted, more functional, happy person. So for me, when I don't look at everything in my life in terms of pieces and parts, 
But when I realize that if I make good decisions, I'm going to be happier. When I forgive, I'm going to be happier. When I look and say, okay, I'm not going to let that offend me. Those are all choices for myself. A lot of times we don't want to forgive or or choose not to be offended because we feel like in some way we're letting someone off the hook. No, we're letting ourselves off the hook. We are choosing a happy, functional life. And my big thought on that theologically, you remember Joshua, when he was talking to the uh, Israelites and they're just getting ready to go take the, the promised land, he said, set before you this day is life and death, blessing and cursing, choose life. Mike, I hope our people will choose life. I do as well. Well, we're going to wrap up this episode of Navigating Change with Shane and Mike. In our next episode, we're going to talk more about game-changing choices that will help you navigate through. We're going to take a ride, Mike, in your imaginary car. (laughs) Can't wait for it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all for listening to Navigating Shane. Change with Shane. We're navigating Shane Bishop. <laughs> I'm trying to navigate right now. Uh, we want to thank again Joe and Jen for their support. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and share this podcast, and find Shane and I on social media. Thank you for listening, and make sure that you keep the change.